Okay, so the challenge was you're on a deserted island. You have no money and no time. How do you wholesale your first deal? Okay, so this is what I would do. Now, this is not what I did back then 10 years ago, but times have changed and I've learned different strategies. So now if I were to do it again, I think I would do something different. What I would do is I would... This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. You're listening to Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling. What's going on, Rhino Nation? You got me, Brent Bowers, your landman, and the virtual wholesaling genius, Lauren Hardy, today. And we're going to talk about how to get your first deal, the exact steps to take to doing your first deal right now, today. And there's also, there's more with no time and no money, because that's kind of how I started. I don't know about you, Lauren. How are you doing today? Hey, what's up, Rhino Tribe? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. And yes, I started this business without any money as well. We've got that in common. Did you have any time though? That was my biggest problem was the time. And I really didn't have any money either. I had an American Express that had you know a few thousand available on it, but no time was my biggest problem. Oh my gosh, I think we're like the same person. No, I had absolutely no time. I worked a full-time corporate job. Hours were eight to five and it was an hour commute. So I was working all day. I also had my daughter Reese. She was one years old and I had a baby on the way. So I was definitely short on time and absolutely short on funds. I got my business started with a Capital One credit card actually. So yeah, same story. Capital One is amazing. I remember my first Capital One card, $500 available limit. I don't recommend anybody, you know, doing this on a credit card. That's just how I had to do it. Right. I look back and I'm like, you were crazy. I cannot believe that I literally called Capital One, got my credit limit extended to $11,000 and said, okay, this is my marketing budget. That's amazing. Well, hey, sometimes we just got to take action. You know, it's like sometimes it's scary. And if it's not scary, you're probably not taking enough action. Like Tom Kroll says, massive, imperfect action. That doesn't mean we just go out there and start making, you know, stupid mistakes. We actually take action towards the goal we wanted. And the goal I wanted was to do enough real estate deals to quit my job back in 2016 when I had my first baby. Well, not me, my wife had our first baby, but mm -hmm. I now had a fear of always being gone, always being away. I was never home for anything. My son finally fast forward about a year and a half of his life. I only saw him for about four months of those 18 months. So wow. I had to make some changes very quickly. And the military was taking all my time and really was there wasn't a lot of money to go around either after the diapers were bought, the house payment was paid for, the car payment, the truck payment, all those things. So I'm glad you kind of brought up this. Like, let's do a quick collaboration for the next 20 minutes. Let's see if we can give the Rhino Nation the actual steps, the step-by-step, -step, the take to do a deal as fast as humanly possible to put an extra three, four, maybe $10,000 in someone's pocket right away. You ready? I'm ready. And we are going to give you practical advice here, practical steps. But before, you know, the practical step, I think there's a huge step you need to put in front of that. And that is a mindset shift. You need to get real with your mind. So what I did 
at that time. And I think this really was like the fuel to the fire that got me to getting my first real estate deal was I had the complete faith that I would pay my credit card debt back. (laughs) in that first deal, right? So I was using my credit card to fund this business. I was doing direct to seller marketing. I was doing direct mail to be exact. And I was using my Capital One credit card. I did not have any money, but I had a thousand percent faith that I would close my first deal and pay that debt back. And that's a huge mindset thing. I remember there is a chapter of a book. You know how they do like a story in the beginning of a chapter. I can't remember what book this came from, but I remember reading it at that time. And it was a story about someone who survived Auschwitz. And the question was, how did you survive this? It was a public speaking event. And he gave the speech and he said, I survived Auschwitz by imagining myself every day up here on this stage speaking to you about how I survived Auschwitz. Was it Man's Search for Meaning or Victor Frankl? I think Victor Frankl wrote the book. I feel like I've read that before. Maybe it's in a couple books, but that really hit me so hard because I remember going, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I didn't really know other people did that, but like, I just keep imagining myself at the park at two o'clock in the afternoon on a Tuesday because I can, because I don't have a full-time job anymore and I'm pushing my kids on the swing. So you pictured it as if it had already happened and you felt the emotion of sitting there Mm -hmm. at 2 p.m. at the park pushing your child. One child. Well, baby on the way. (laughs) The children Mm -hmm. on the swing. Mm -hmm. So you felt that, you lived that, and has Mm -hmm. that ever happened? Did you ever do that? Absolutely. I took my kids to the park every single day when I quit my full-time job. So, you know, I think number one step, you guys, is you have to have complete faith and you need to literally like imagine what you will be doing when you hit your goal, what that is. Imagine it like twice a day at minimum when you wake up and when you go to sleep, you need to visualize. So that's That's number one, step number one. Now we're going to go into the practical stuff. Well, that's so powerful. I'm really glad you brought up mindset because something that helped me with my mindset when I was just getting started was I had the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. Mm -hmm. I mean, I had started in 2007, but I really didn't do much from 2007 to 2013-ish. And I started listening to the wins that when Tom Kroll would interview the students, just like we do every single day on the Wholesaling Inc. podcast, we usually bring a student that's just crushing it, having massive success. I would listen to those every single day in my Honda Civic on the way to work. And I would like, I can do this. That was kind of my mental, like, okay, if John can do it, if Lisa can do it, if Lauren can do it, I can do it. But go ahead. Step two. Absolutely. Step two. Okay. So I think the challenge was you're on a deserted island. You have no money and no time. How do you wholesale your first deal? Yes. How do you, <laughs> do you find want me that to go deal? First? Yeah, you go, I mean, first, I'll go first. And I'll give you what I would do. Okay. So this is what I would do. Now, this is not what I did back then 10 years ago, but times have changed and I've learned different strategies. So now if I were to do it again, I think I would do something different. What I would do is I would spend whatever time I had networking and building a massive buyer's list. I would do everything you possibly could do to build a buyer's list. Let's talk about real, you know, tactical things you could do here. I would get on every single local real estate investment association Facebook page. Every RIA has a Facebook page. Go find them. Sometimes there's multiple RIAs in your territory. So get on every single one. I would stalk those pages. What you're going to see is wholesalers are going to post deals 
people are going to comment with their email address saying, I'm interested, I'm interested. I would scrape every one of those email addresses and I would reach out to those investors who were interested in other wholesale deals. And I would ask if they'd like to be on my buyer's list. I would also network with everybody in those groups. I would put a post and I would say, hey, I'm working on a deal in insert city. I need a buyer who here is flipping or buying rentals in you know, this county. And I would get as many contacts as I possibly can. You want to build a massive buyer's list. And what is a massive buyer's list, by the way? Because a lot of people, re- it's like, what's the number? There is a huge difference from like a hundred person buyer's list and a thousand. When you have a thousand people on your buyer's list, it is a lot easier to move deals. When you only have like a hundred, 200, it's much more difficult. So you want to grow, 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 grow this thing. Another thing you could do, you can go to gosection8.com and you can look up all the section eight buyers in the area that have properties available for rent and reach out and say, ask them, are you buying any more properties? So the first step is build a massive buyer's list. The next step is work as a disposition co-wholesaler. So approach the wholesalers that you have already kind of networked through those groups and say, hey, I have a huge buyer's list. Would you be open in co-wholesaling? We can, you know, joint venture on some deals. Let me know. So what that means is when a wholesaler gets a contract on a deal, that wholesaler, if they give you permission, will allow you to market their contract alongside of them. And you might have a buyer that they don't have on their list. Often virtual wholesalers like myself, right? I'm the virtual wholesaling person. I got the coaching program with it and all these students. And let me tell you, my students are dying to meet you. My students who live, say, in California and you're located in Detroit and they have no boots on ground, they want to meet you. So really target the virtual wholesalers specifically because they are going to totally welcome this, right? They're going to love you. You need to approach them, say, hey, I've got this massive buyers list I've been working on. You know, can I help you JV some deals? They'll be like, yes, you absolutely can for sure. And when they get a deal, you market it to your buyers list. I do this right now with, you know, some people in my territories. Let me give you an example. There's a deal in Oklahoma City we just blasted out today. I already have buyers interested. The wholesaler who got it got the contract for $180,000 to purchase this house. We are marketing it at $230,000. Okay, so that's a $50,000 wholesale fee that I'm going to split if I can move it. I mean, how amazing is that, right? How much money did you have to spend to market and find this deal? None. None. Because building a buyer's list is free. Yeah, it is. So, I mean, it's amazing. I can tell you how often we have people that are just getting into the real estate business that come across deals, whether it be land or houses, and they say, hey, do you want this? And it's really cool because, I mean, I love land. I'm buying land. I'm selling land. But we still buy houses and building and apartment complexes in our office because it really helps me on taxes. But that's not something you have to really worry about the first like several months in this business. I want to get revenue coming in your door before you worry about saving money on taxes. But I get this first look at these things. And if I don't want to buy it, I say, hey, we will joint venture with you. What does that mean? I'm going to send you a joint venture agreement. And that's going to say, if I market this thing out to my buyers list of, let's just say 9,000 buyers, which is about what we have, give or take. But if I send this out, we're going to split this fee 50-50, our assignment fee. So if we have it under contract for 100, we sell it for 200, we're going to split $100,000, 50,000 for you, 50,000 for us. 
But if you don't want to do that, that's fine. No worries. And I can't tell you how often we get to do that about once or twice a month, at least. And it's free. It doesn't cost us anything to get that. So I love what you're saying, Lauren. I'm like wanting to hire a couple more people just acquisition and disposition just to start bringing these in. Yep. So that's what I would do. What would you do, Brent? All right. So as you know, the land man, and I love land. So I'm going to come take the reverse opposite of what you just did, because I love to have the asset first, like the actual piece of land first. And if you're listening to this and maybe you hate land, maybe yours is mobile homes or apartment complexes, you could do the same exact thing. But the first thing I'm going to do, and this is exactly what I did with no time, no money, had a brand new baby, fairly, I have a very new marriage as well. And I was working about 13 hours a day for the army at this time. So I called the county treasurer's office or some places call it the tax collector's office. Some places call it the RVP or whatever. Basically, you're looking for a list of properties that are behind on their taxes. They are not paying their tax bill for those properties. And then you can filter it like, okay, I want to filter the houses or the single family homes. I want to filter the mobile homes on land. And then I want to see just the land. And that's the baby I went after. I went after just after the land. And by the time I filtered down that list, and trust me, I tried to do this. It was like a scan version in my county when I was in Colorado, uh, stationed out there. It was a scan version of all the APNs, the assessors, parcel numbers. I think Colorado called it schedule numbers. They actually do call it that still. And I was so overwhelmed looking at this list. So just know that you're going to have a little bit of a like discomfort and overwhelm. Just look at 20 or so a day. And then eventually I found a virtual assistant on Upwork and I still use her today. I know you did a post the other day, Lauren, on monday.com. You can hire the most amazing virtual assistants on Upwork and Fiverr, monday.com. And I want you to search like data entry. That's how I hired Rachel. I still use Rachel. I also used her sister that's now a registered nurse in the United States, but they were both living in the Philippines. And I would pay them $5 an hour, which is great money for them. They would do it at nighttime when their children were sleeping or whatever. And she was able to pull out 687 records that was vacant land. And then I sent that list, the tribe postcard, the one that says, Hey, my name is Brent. I'd like to buy your land at 123 Main Street. I think it says property, but I changed it to land. I had Tara at 3D Mail change it to land at 123 Main Street. If you're interested in all cash, fair price offer, call me or text me. God bless you. That's the tribe postcard. Anybody that wants that today, go to thelandsharks.com forward slash postcard. Again, that's thelandsharks.com forward slash postcard, and it will be sent to your email. I'm going to ask you for your name and email address. So, don't worry, we won't spam you, but that postcard is yours. And remember, I said, you got to go to the tax collector's office or the county treasurer's office and get that list. I don't care if they're 10 years behind on taxes or one year. I want a list of people that have been behind on taxes or are still currently behind on taxes. I don't care. I'm still going to mail them if they've been behind for one day or 10 years because that shows there's possible motivation. Now, if you have a huge, massive list, like 10,000 or so, Okay, we can filter it even more to the people that are out of state and behind on taxes, as well as about to lose it to foreclosure. So like Colorado, they have three years to get caught up or they lose it. Like just know your state. Like you can go to like nolopress.com and check your foreclosure laws and tax delinquent, but it doesn't matter. You don't have to be an expert on that. You need to get your letter 
saying, I will buy your property, call me in front of people that need to see it. So that's the first way of finding the deal. Next is step two is you got to answer the phone and return the voicemails, return the calls in seconds, not minutes. I want you to talk to these people and figure out what happened. Why are you not paying the taxes on this land or this house or this mobile home and figure out how you can help. My company just got a property under contract and it was a large house on a large piece of land on Friday at $0 down, zero interest for the next 20 years. These deals are out there. These people have owned the house 20 years, behind on taxes, all these things. So I want you to start getting in front of people. Next is you got to get a purchase agreement in front of them. How do you do that? You know, you got to see what the property is worth. Like what is the property worth? The fastest way to do that is call a realtor. Call a realtor and see what could you blow this thing out for me? What's the get it done now price? What could you sell this for on the MLS? I don't want to wait 30 days. I want it sold yesterday. And that realtor is going to help you out and tell you what it can sell for because that realtor wants to bring your business in. And then once you figure that out, I want you to go directly back to that seller and get it under contract for less than that with a purchase agreement. You can simply download a purchase agreement on the internet, Google your state, Google your contract. Basically, if, let's just say you're sitting in Florida. Florida real estate purchase agreement or California real estate purchase agreement. Or you can go to the landsharks.com forward slash contract. And that's the exact purchase agreement I use to purchase property. I want you to run it by a real estate attorney. Make sure it's, you can use it in your state and just tell the attorney, look, I'm in California. I want to use this contract, this purchase agreement. Will it work? Get that property in the contract and then start doing everything Lauren just talked about finding those buyers, scraping those buyers, real estate investor association, Facebook pages. Another step, you can go to PropStream and get a seven day free trial and search the cash buyers in that zip code and call every one of those people and see if they'd be interested in buying that property. So get the deal, sell the deal, make the difference. So did I miss anything, Lauren? Like I went through that really quick. Like what did I miss? Like if you were a brand new newbie, if I'm talking to the Lauren 10 years from now, what questions would you ask from that? Hmm. I mean, yeah, I definitely could see it from a new person's perspective that, man, that was a lot of steps. It is. It really is. It's like why I like mine better. <laughs> yeah, of course you <laughs> But do. really, I do. I like it better because it's just one side of it. Yeah. Yours is taking it through the whole wholesale transition, which I think is a lot for somebody brand spanking new. When I first got started, I joint venture partnered with my brother. So all I had to focus on was one side acquisitions, find the deal and get it under contract, give it to your brother and he'll do the rest. So with your way, Brent, it's kind of like, to me, a little bit overwhelming because it's both acquisition side, which is finding the contract, finding the deal. Okay. Wholesaling, finding the deal acquisitions, right? Wholesaling, selling the deal disposition. Yeah. They're combining both, which I think for a new person with no money and not a lot of time, it's a lot and your chances of blowing up the deal are high on the disposition side, I would think. I could see you getting the deal and then I see you not moving it. I get so many newer students that have been through that exact scenario. So I would add to what you said is pick a side. Yeah that you just want to do the acquisition side and find a joint venture partner for dispositions, which is what I started with, right? Like my version was being the other. Mine was being the disposition side of things and partnering with acquisition partners. No, I love So it. not that I have- Someone that's already got buyers. I don't think you skipped a step. I don't think you skipped a step. It's more of from my experience, even doing it myself, I do have that memory of being really overwhelmed with the whole process. 
And it took me a few doing it with a partner to then be able to do it all on my own. And I think it is overwhelming in the beginning. You're absolutely right because it's like, okay, I got to find the deal. I got to get the deal under contract. And then I got to find a buyer, whether it be I'm going to assign my contract to where I'm going to make the difference. Like you talked about the, like the $50,000 difference. Like I'm going to get it under contract for a hundred. I'm going to find a buyer that can pay me 110. I make the difference from that. But if you really just break it down, I agree. It's always overwhelming until you've done just a tremendous amount of these, or even better, you have a team that kind of takes care of it for you after you kind of build the mousetrap. But you got to find the deal. And how do we find the deal? It's about helping people. Like this deal we bought Friday, or we got it under contract Friday, we put them up in an extended stay hotel for the next 30 days because they have no air conditioner in their house. Both of their air conditioners are out. They have no water. They were using their pool water to flush their toilet, but now the pool's turned green and it's really nasty. The son's disabled. The mom's 62. The first thing I thought was, oh, maybe the mom can get a reverse mortgage and they can stay here, but they just want to leave it all behind. So these people had so many problems and I was like, okay, we can come in with all cash. Guess what? They didn't want that either because they needed monthly income. And I sat and listened to these people for two different meetings. The first meeting was almost an hour in the house. I was having a hard time breathing. The second meeting was in Starbucks. I sat with them another hour and I finally figured out what problems they were looking to solve. And it was just so much listening. And that's it. That's all we're doing is solving people's problems on finding the deal. Now we got to get that deal under contract. And then we find a buyer that would claw down a door to get that deal. And that's it. If we break it down in those couple of things, that takes the overwhelming amount out of it. Like we're just helping people. Well, oh my God, I don't have money to put someone up for 30 days in a hotel. Hey, maybe one night, you know, they were willing to stay at the house. I encourage them to get out of it because I'm looking at the mold growing on the floor next to me. Oh, yeah. I agree. It is overwhelming. Well, I love it. Either way, we both had good options and it's up to the listener to decide which way they got to go. But I think the most important thing is that, you know, you do shift your mindset, you know, to that place where you do have complete faith that you are going to be a real estate entrepreneur. You are going to do this. You need to do the visualization techniques we talked about yes. and just take action. Absolutely. Who are you? There's Right. And there's a million ways to skin a cat, right? So, you know, there's so many different ways to get into this business. You know, it's up to you to choose which way, but, you know, choose a path, stick with it and have faith that it's going to work out. Yeah, that's so true. And I'll tell you that I think that's one of the biggest problems we have in this business is there's too many options. I love what you talked about. You literally just find the person with a deal, and then you present them to your buyers. That's the, the most simplest way to do it. You don't have to do the whole deal. But the good thing about this is you can partner per deal. You don't have to partner on the entire business. Like we're not going into a 30 year or a, like a marriage for a lifetime death do you part. It's by that deal. You assign that bad boy, you get your, your assignment fee and you're on to the next one. That is so true. I get that question asked all the time. Like, can, do you have a sample JV agreement for when you joint venture partner with people? And I'm like, no, I don't want to sign one. I don't want to be married to them. I just want, if you bring me a buyer, like, cool, let's do the deal. And then we'll sign paperwork. Otherwise, like, you know, try. And if it doesn't work out, you know, no big deal, right? Love it. Any parting words of wisdom or advice, any gold nuggets you want to leave the listener with, Lauren? 
You know, again, I go back to the mindset thing, just having complete faith that it's going to work out and you are going to get there. And then also remembering that you don't have to do it all. You can do a portion of this business and still get paid. So remember those two things, but that's it. That's all I've got to say. Brent, did you want to share your Landshark where they could find out more about Landshark? Absolutely. And, and I'm going to just kind of piggyback off of what you said, Lauren. Go out today and be a blessing to someone. Help someone look for a problem to solve and what goes around comes around. It really does. This is the greatest business for that. And absolutely, if you want to find out more about land investing, I want you to go right now to wholesalinginc.com forward slash land, fill out an application. And if we like what you have to say, we might even invite you in to be a rhino. How do we find out more about this amazing virtual wholesaling? Awesome. Well, guys, if you want to learn how to take your virtual wholesaling game to the next level, make sure you go to www.virtualinvestingmastery.com. I would love to have you a part of my team. And guys, thanks so much for listening today. We will see you next time. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at wholesalinginc.com by joining the mailing list as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe and work personally with one of our amazing coaches. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.